Mark Marin. Are we on? Is this happening? Mine, yeah. mine sounds a little distorted. Uh, Is it looking? Uh, how's it look to I you? Have to How t- those I levels? I think this might be the most uh, nervous I've been. What's the matter? Because you are you're you are the like the podcasting king of like you started this whole thing. You I inspired me. Really? Yeah. And now you're here. I'm completely unqualified to interview you. What are you talking about? You just have a you just have a conversation. You it don't it, I didn't start anything. There's no no one people have been interviewing people for a long time and uh, you know I just got lucky. I, I there were other people doing the podcasts, but I just do it my way and for some reason uh, people took to it. Some people. And it seemed to be a unique way that I talked to people, but I don't I didn't invent anything. I don't think you need to be nervous. I'm just telling you that. If you want to be, you can. I had, um, this is me being a narcissist. I had uh, that I can relate to. A, a, a boyfriend tell me that I got a role because I got lucky. Huh. And I always resented that. Yeah, that's shitty. Well, so uh, what Wait. I'm saying is like, it's not luck. Well, no, let's say cosmic timing. I think I had the talent and that I've been working towards it somehow or another for a long time that I was prepared to do it. I didn't think that this would be, that podcasting would be the thing that would put me on the map, whatever that map is. But let's not say luck. Let's just say for once, my cosmic timing was good. Have you always been pretty curious, like like curious about people? I think so. Uh, when I was a kid, yeah, I, was, uh, I liked talking to people that seemed to have a handle on things or have something interesting about them or live uh, or, or sort of like presented a w- uh, in a way that was uh, curious. I don't, I don't think fundamentally I'm interested in everybody. Were you a lonely kid? I was a I, lonely kid. That's why. What do you mean? Were you only child? No, I, I have an older brother and we're really close now. I was just a lonely kid. I was just like, you know. Yeah, it felt like um, I guess I was lonely, but I think I was more uncomfortable. Like I had friends, but it, it always seemed like it was a, an effort to make them. I've always felt like I had friends out of persistence. Are you still friends? With, <laughs> are you still it's friends? Annoying people with to anyone? Tolerate me. Are you still friends with anyone from high school? Yeah, I, well, I'm friends with somebody from second grade, third grade, Jewish kid, Jew uh, community. Hebrew school, David. Uh, yeah, I still keep in touch with him. Um, high school, not really too much. Not even from college. But you know, I don't. I don't keep in touch with too many people. Oh wait, one of my best friends from uh, freshman year of college is still one of my good friends. So that's right after high school. Did you go to any of your reunions? I went to one. It wasn't great. Yeah. I waited to go uh, until I had like some, at least credibility in my business like i didn't go to there was a 20-year one i think or maybe a 15-year one i was like i ain't going i haven't even done letterman yet something like that i can't remember <laughs> so like, you, uh, you wanted to go after yeah i, I wanted I mean, to get do, it. have something to show for myself was, because was there a gal that you were like i gotta impress like from high school yeah not, come on not anymore what you know, that, not really Just, but at least was, like give us the romanticized version of it call her like rebecca I don't know, Rebecca. Uh, well, it's kind of the opposite. We're because I went to a huge high school. There was like three thousand four hundred, you know, people. There was like nine hundred people in my graduating class. So it turned out that this reunion, when I got there, it was organized by all those girls that you were like, ugh, 
those girls, uh, they're still, you know, doing, they're still making decisions that affect my life socially. You know, like those snotty girls. Yes, so. so like there was one girl who's a woman now who I didn't, I was, I didn't ever want to be romantically involved with, but I knew her. And her but you sister. wanted to fuck her. I want to fuck her. Who doesn't? Yes, I want to fuck her I too. I do want to fuck her. I didn't want to fuck her, but I did want to show her. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to, you know, but it turns out a lot of them have been humbled by the, the great wheel of life. And, you know, you you're mean ready, age. Huh? I don't know. The, it's not the, so much the, age. Like age. Just, age, but also there's a, you know, a humility to it. Not, it, it is age. But you know these. Yeah, there's some of these people. Uh, yeah, of course. It's we're so confident and horrible in high school, and now they're they're just you know fat and broken now. <laughs> and and we're like, I'm 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 still in pretty good shape and broken. I've, I've <laughs> used, like I've I've used to I've learned to use my brokenness in a positive effect. Did you go I didn't to high school in Albuquerque? Is that where you went to high school? Yeah, I went to. Um, I went to junior high in Albuquerque. Like, I got kicked out of uh, private school. I went to the... Sh- whoa, 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 why? Because I was a smart ass and oh, I caused trouble. No, come on. I wasn't, it wasn't like drugs or anything exciting. I was literally you so disruptive like a jerk. and hilarious that they wanted me out. Uh, yeah, I, I like was, this. I like this yeah. idea. That was like that is uh, unbelievably narcissistic that you just said that. Yeah. It's fucking incredible. Yeah. I have a little bit of narcissism. Oh, you do? A little bit. <laughs> I don't think I'm pathologically narcissistic, but I think no. my father is, and I, I have a residual effect. I have too much self-awareness to be honestly narcissistic. Like, I feel shame. I feel empathy. I, feel, I have a conscience. Uh, I, I can't compartmentalize that well unless I have to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a liar unless my life depends on it. Hmm. So what about poker? I don't play poker. I, I I wear my heart on my sleeve too much. I don't have the patience for it. You know, I just get frustrated and I'm like, why do I keep getting shitty cards? Like I don't I don't play poker well. How do you feel about game night? I don't do game night. I don't have that many friends. But I don't either. I don't even know I, what you're talking about. Game I, night. Who I does that? Hate game like night. if I have like I, I, I'm so bad at that shit. Like my girlfriend is not that social. I'm not that social. So when we go out, it's like a big deal if we go out with other people. It's like, wow, we're doing it. We're we're going to be talking to other people. Then you're like, let's get the fuck out of here. After no, it's, I usually have a good time. I know how to socialize. I'm pretty, you know, I I can do it. Like I can interact with people. I'm relatively charming. You know, <laughs> you right? are giving me a nice little shoulder <laughs> rub right now. I know. Oh, that feels so good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. But uh, but yeah. So I got kicked out of junior high, and then they yeah yeah. Uh oh, that's the uh the guy with the computer. Oh, it's Cassie. Cassie hi. hi, Cassie. Our head writer. Oh, is there writing here? Is there writing? There's writing involved. <laughs> is he doing anything? This guy? Are we doing the podcast yet? Is it happening? We just like to listen to our voices some, in the headphones. And then do you do some an intro or a thing? How do you? You've never listened. You've never listened to the podcast. What do you want from me? I have my own podcast, and do you I'm remember busy. when I? Do you remember when I invited you? You don't remember when I invited you on in the, the podcast. parking lot, ooh, the comedy store. Ooh, ooh, Holy ooh. shit! You remember? Yeah, I remember. Wait, what am I, a moron? Oh my God. I thought you were totally dismissive of me. I was really sad. People misread me. I, I'm usually just thinking about me and you know, you come up with all this energy. I'm blown away right now. I'm completely blown away. Do, I okay, thought, Mark, I have to tell you. shit. What? <laughs> a couple of days ago when um, you, like when we had you booked, yeah. we were thrilled and Sim was like, I got to bring it up. Like 
he was like, when I approached Mark and we talked about the podcast, I felt like Mark was completely dismissive and kind of a dick. Yeah. And well, I mean, it, 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 you're a lot now, to deal with, you know, coming up with all this excitement, like well, to I, ask I, me yeah. to be on a podcast. Yeah. I mean, what am I supposed to do? That's true. Oh my God. No. Thank you so what much. What the fuck? You're totally backing out. No, but I, 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 I might've been a little, I might've been a little over, what? but here's the thing. Do you get invited on podcasts all the time? I'm sure you do at the, at the comedy store. All I used the to, I used to get more. Oh my God. You two right, are no, both no, no. fucking dicks. Hold on. No, that's. Oh my God. What happens? What's happening over here with this one? I'm just shocked that you remembered me. I thought. I'll tell you. After Sim talks, <laughs> yeah, I thought I just thought that you. Could I was probably a little dismissive, you, a little bit, yeah, because I was a little hurt. I was a little hurt, but now I feel a lot better. You're hurt enough you, to tell your girlfriend that you were hurt. Yes, and that you, what you're expecting. What did you want from me? All I wanted was even like if it was if it was just like we I, wanted you to say, oh, wait, you know what, Mark? Now is your chance. What? <laughs> if you feel like doing an audition, okay, you could say, oh my god. I, I'm so happy. I'm so thrilled to be on Unqualified. Okay, here, let me try it. Oh, this is this is so crazy because I was just thinking about what a great podcast that is. And it's such a coincidence that you would... Did it's you really come good. here to ask me or were you just here at the... Or? We're so glad that you're so honored to be here. Honored? I mean, like, I, I just didn't, like, I didn't assume that you would ever have me, you know? <laughs> well... It's like we do sort of a nonprofit segment, uh-huh. you know, like yeah. this is like how we give back to, yeah. you know, other podcasts. Hosts. Well, thank you so much. Oh, you're thank welcome. you for I, you are I welcome. Don't, don't mind you're being welcome. a charity case if it oh, means you're I get welcome. to hang out with you're you. Too. Yeah. And I think you were probably being a little needy. A little needy. And yeah. it also goes to my, listen to me, I, it goes to this. It goes to this. I really wanted you on the podcast because you're a hero of mine. I'm not, I'm going to be a little complimentary here yeah well never meet I, your heroes that's what they say they they say never meet your heroes because you never know and they, they might disappoint you but i mean we're in podcasting because of you okay you're the best at this you're one of the best and okay. and i we really look up to you and and everything you've done for the industry so i i, I asked you nicely and you were a little dismissive i'm but vomiting that's... in my mouth <laughs> because before you got here mark we were talking shit oh yeah he's gonna make a stand <laughs> no <laughs> He's gonna, he's gonna show me. He's gonna give me a piece of his no, mind. I, I just wanted the fact that you remember that I approached you in the parking lot. That's uh, enough for me. Yeah. I, oh my god. It is. It is. You were such rem- a fucking sellout. How am I a sellout? I thought he completely. At least you remembered who I was. Well, he remembered your I, name. I, well, I mean, I know the show. I, you know, and I know that it's popular. And I, I apologize if I, I can get a little <laughs> snotty. You know, because like, I don't know what people want from me. I can't, what am I supposed to say? Yes, let's do it, make a date right now. I think I said, yeah, okay, you know, let's see what happens. I mean, what did, what did I do? That, you, like, said, you said, yeah, just send me an email. And I sent you an email, then I got nothing back. Is but that true? Yeah, I did. I can show you the email, but I, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I mean, I I'm, do that more than I, I'll, I I'll, used I'll bleep, to. I'll bleep this out, but I know your email address. It's a very easy email address. You know. Well, that one's not the real one. Dot com. I can bleep it out. It's fine. <laughs> no, that's the one I give to people like you. <laughs> no, but I mean, I look at that one and I, you know, I'm glad this came around, but like it gets to a point where for me, like there's just, I don't have that much time. Like I don't listen to podcasts. I don't like I'm doing stand up. I'm doing the podcast. I'm doing the, you know, the acting and I'm doing like I got, there's just yeah. no way that I can do it. So I usually 
once it gets to my manager or to my partner, my business partner, my producer, that, you know, this should be a thing that we do, then, then I, I do it. But I know you, uh, and I remember you, but yeah, I don't, I don't do a lot of them because a lot of them turn out to be the same thing. And after a certain wait, point, wait, what do you mean by that? What? Like the same thing. Well, I mean, what, I don't know what, what, what people want to talk to me about. Like if it's loose and you know, we're having a good time, that's fine. But like telling my story, it's like, no, you've sorry. been doing it enough now. You feel like do you, every time you go on a podcast now to promote the book, like you went on Bill Simmons, you went on, who else did you go on? But you're always talking about your life, being one of the godfathers of podcasting. Are you sick of talking about it? Is that what well, you're think right The now? story's been told, you know, the book thing, like I'd never met Bill and you know, Bill Simmons and I, you know, we're sort of lumped together a lot at a certain point in time. And I wouldn't, I don't listen to his cause I don't know nothing about sports or care, but my producer is a big fan and uh, of his writing and he knew the podcast. So I'm like, okay, you know, if it's, it, I'll, I'll go on there and meet him. Cause I think we wanted to meet as contemporaries and it was a good conversation about podcasting. Can I ask you, okay, first of all, dear listeners, our guest is Mark Marin, who's brilliant. He also stuck his green chewing gum on top of his phone, which is fascinating. Where uh, else was I supposed to put it? I, I don't know. Piece of I, paper. I thought that it was polite. It was polite. Is. It was totally I'll, polite. I'll probably put it back in my I'm mouth. I'm just staring. I'm, I might put it in my mouth. Part. You will? I don't I, Listen, we're close, aren't we? Pretty close. Well, we're sitting close together. <laughs> um, hey, can I ask you something about doing stand-up, though? What is the addiction that like, because I, I'm in the world of comedy, but I sort of, I feel, I felt like I fell into it Yeah. without, I love doing it. I'm grateful for it, but I'm intrigued by the idea of putting yourself out there, potentially getting booed, potentially getting heckled. And then whatever the rush and the reward is that for the standups that I know, um, they can't stop no matter how successful, like, the, like there's still the draw. Can you help me understand that? Well, I know at the beginning there's the, you, you know, when you're doing like five minutes, you're just trying to see if these four jokes work. So like, you know, you, you're really like at the beginning, you're like, I have these jokes. I've got like nine of them and I'm going to go see if they work. So when they work, you're like, Oh God, that was great. That one really worked. I got laughs on that. Are you so terrified that your neck is shaking? That's how I feel. I don't know. Feel. Like I, th- I, I think that for most stand-ups, and I've said this before, that like for a long time, a lot of the job is appearing that you're not afraid. Like eighty percent of your in- your energy goes into you know pretending you're not afraid or or appearing calm. Yeah, I mean that's part of the the act. Like I, I think there's a lot of fragile, sensitive nervous people that get into stand-up for whatever reason i i don't know if i guess i was all of those things but i was a little aggressive from from the get-go but like for me the laughs that whole thing you know like you still need to know if jokes work i guess i'm i'm probably not being very honest but the compulsion to keep doing it sometimes i think i can't like i don't want to do it like i had to put together a special that i taped last year that's on now uh not last year when did i tape it Whenever I taped it, Too Real, my latest special, was probably the best stand-up I've ever done. It's on Netflix. And I didn't expect to be doing that. I, you know, I, I didn't, I really wanted to take some time off, but it never, it never, it never happens. But the act 
of putting a set together is very exciting. I don't know if it's addictive, but once you get rolling on it, once you know, like, well, I, I need an hour, I need an hour and a half, I need two hours. You know, I work on things a very specific way and I'm very engaged in the process. I don't know if it's addicting. I know that I need to do stand up to know who I am because that's what I do, you know, at the core of who I am and at the core of everything I've done is stand up. So I know that I need to get on stage because I don't want that muscle to get, uh, to go, you know, limp. But what's, what is the feeling of having an audience respond to something that you, I mean, it's a feeling of connection. Like for me, as I've, as I've gotten older, like I need more than just laughs. I need to feel that I'm open enough uh, emotionally that, you know, we're connected, that there's an understanding that there's at least a good portion of the audience that are very keyed into where I'm coming from, uh, emotionally and mentally and, 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 uh, and just what I'm thinking about, you know, I'm not really bullshitting too much up there, but I've gotten very comfortable in the last few years on stage. So I do play around a little more with uh, technique and craft. So for me, some of the thrill with the audience is that like I'm applying more, you know, very intentional bits of structure to my comedy, which I didn't used to do. I used to just wing it, which was exciting. It was more emotionally visceral. Will you explain a little bit when you talk about structure? What do you mean? Well, just knowing exactly why a joke works and why the timing works and and then, you know, tweaking it from night to night, trying to put different things together to see if they'll work. You know, like if I, if I, if I start one, one night I'll go out with an idea and I'll just riff through the idea or I'll riff through it on the beginning of the podcast. And then somebody will tell me, or I'll tell myself, you know, that might be a good thing for the stage. So then I'll bring it up there and I'll riff through it. And, and I, I, I can see that the idea is something funny. And then once you see that, then it's like, well, how do I string it out? You know, how do, you know, how do I build the idea out? And then, you know, how do I get closure on it? And that can take a while because I don't really write. So I have to wait for the closure on stage. So for me, that is the most exciting thing. I think if I was really to is that moment where I go up with an idea and it becomes funny on stage for reasons that I can't explain because I didn't write it down. It just happens out of necessity on stage. And that's how the jokes start to build themselves. Is it the communal experience like that? Like everyone can somehow relate to whatever you know i guess it's also the sort of uh, the element of surprise and people are, are excited and that there it's shared thoughts like you know sometimes if i can get like lately i've been trying to get people really hysterical in a way that i didn't used to do where you can you can just build things and keep pushing and you know like a, there's a persistence thing to get them continually laughing like i'm just kind of fucking around with you, you, you know because i have a freedom of mind now and i, I don't really I, you know i don't what does that mean I don't, it's like, I don't, what do I, what's the worst that can happen to me? It doesn't go well. I don't care. You know, I don't need to do, I'm not doing it, you know, because I have to for a living, thank God. You know, I'm doing it because I love doing comedy and I'm trying to, you know, express things. That's the mystifying thing about, I think, being a stand-up is how to deal with the idea that, oh, you put the gum right back in your mouth. I I was going to put it in my mouth. We took too long. I'm just going to do it myself. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Fuck you, Mark Marin. Why don't be don't be mad. And I'm not I'm not I'm not well I am I am a little mad. Yeah. Yeah. What you you, you feel that from me. <laughs> yeah. A little brittle. <laughs> I learned it from you. You did that. <laughs> what were you saying about stand um, The idea of like want, to, like I, if I were, I, I could never do stand up, but if I were ever to do stand up, I, I think I, I would be so um, desperate for the audience approval. And, and I don't know how I could over, like overcome the idea that like, you know what, this is like, I'm going to dismiss the audience if uh, they reject me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm, I'll be able to sleep tonight. I guess so. I mean, I understand that. Like, uh, it's it, for me, I don't know if it was approval. Maybe it was. But I was always sort of, um, I, it was always a love-hate relationship for me starting out with comedy. Like, I, you know, it's like, why do I want them to like me? Who the fuck are these people? Fuck them. But I'm going to try to make them laugh. <laughs> so that that kind of shifted over time, and uh, and I I understand and now what what is, what is I understand what you're you? saying. Because you I'm still at that place. Excuse me. The thing is, like, it is what I do. It it is the way I express myself. You know, I've tried a lot of different things in my life when I was younger to to express my creativity. So that is what I do. So my freedom of mind is that I can say whatever the fuck I want to say on a stand-up stage and nobody can tell me not to. You know, contextually, I'm supposed to make people laugh. That's the job. And, you know, I accept that. But, like, I have a freedom of mind because I can do whatever I want. So that that is really what... A, is appealing to me about standup is like you start doing it. No one can tell you what to do. This is the only rule is you're supposed to be entertaining, I guess, or you're supposed to make, get laughs. But when you start doing it, you define it. You've got, that's your stage. What are you going to do with it? How are you going to own that space? And that like, that's a lifelong journey. And I, and I have complete control over it. No one can tell me fucking anything. And when they do, fuck you. Well, you're going to fire me from a club? Okay, uh, I won't come back, you know. Are you going to uh, give hey, me Mr. notes on my Marin? jokes? Um, hey. Yeah, my what's name's up? Becca. Hey, Becca. Uh, I'm the manager yeah. here at the comedy store. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got to tell you, we weren't thrilled with your set. Oh, really? Uh, so we, we kind of don't want you to return Really? Can I, can I, well, where's Adam? I want to talk to the manager because I don't fucking know you and I don't know what kind of power you have here. I, I'm, I fuck Adam yeah. every night. Oh, so, so that makes you what? The boss? Yeah. Well, go fuck yourself. I don't need this fucking club anymore after all I've done for this club. Okay, good. Um, but, and we're also not going to validate your, my parking. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> That's fine. Well, I'm, I'll be sure to mention this on my podcast. Oh, you have a podcast. Yeah, yeah. A lot oh. of people listen to it, and I, you know, maybe I don't know. That's fine. It's fine with me. Um, but but listen, um, we're also opening up a secondary club. Oh yeah, for for people like me down on Beverly. That's happened to me. It's called Joke, Joke, Joke. Right for people that don't make the cut for the big room here. Yeah, yeah. We'd love to have you though. Yeah, I can't make that. <laughs> I'd love to have you like read, you know, read for the part as the comic at joke, joke, joke. 
<laughs> That's a, that actually happened to me once. Like that, that I've dealt with that shit before in my life. Yeah, I, I have, you know, there, I do have spite. What's going on over there? I, of course you have spite. I can feel like it reverberates off of you. No. Oh, yeah. When you just no. did that improv with me? <laughs> does, it, does spite reverberate off of me? Because I have it too, but I feel like I'm pretty good at masking it. I, you know, I don't feel spite from you. I feel like, uh, like, um, like you're barely keeping it together. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, um, and you're pretty sensitive and you're sort of like a little fragile right now. And, and that, and that, you know, you're just, whoa. <laughs> and you're just, the, it, the anger is like, you know, just protecting you from just completely oh, coming unglued. I love it. Is that wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? You all right? Um, <laughs> how could I deny? If I deny, it's a lose lose with you. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm not. But, but that thing you just did, though, that's happened to me where I've been condescended to because of what I do, because I was not understood as a comic. It happened a lot when I was younger. And, uh, and I didn't get a lot of work at some places. But there was one guy who had a big club, who, that club that I had worked at, where at some point he decided that I wasn't right for his club anymore, but I, he has this other space for what I do. And it was, I just couldn't fucking believe it. And I, you know, and I was just, that was guy he had a, able to like identify what you did that was specific? Well, people for the like other I've club? been, a, I've been a, like I came up in comedy clubs, and then when alternative comedy happened, there was like I got lumped into that. But I, I always was a comedy club comic, and now because of the podcast and because of my relationship with my audience, you know, I do my comedy's just never been better, and it's just regular stand up as far as I can tell. I'm glad I do it differently than most people, or that it seems different to some people, and. Yeah, I've finally kind of realized, you know, who I am up there and what I do. There's no fear anymore and no one can take anything away from me. So that freedom of mind I'm talking about, it's just that I don't give a fuck anymore. Like in, in the difference between you and me in terms of comedy. I still give a fuck. No, no, no. You're, com you're a comedic performer, right? So like for me, what I do is I have to do all of it. Like I got to write my own shit. And then like for me to get physical or to make decisions like that with, you know, if it's not, someone's not giving me a script to be funny with. Right. So when you get a script to be funny with, you're like, you know, either it's written for you or you can make choices in that script, you know, to do funny shit or to, you know, take it to a level where you're going to show yourself as this comedic performer. Right. Right. With me, it's all coming from me. So like, and it took me a lot of years to sort of be comfortable doing physical stuff, to find the freedom of mind to do it. So it, it's, it's all, so that's the satisfaction. That's the addiction is I can do whatever the fuck I want to. And I make it all up <laughs> and, uh, you know, I get my thoughts across, I get my sadness, my anger, my, uh, my passion, my, you know, love, whatever. It's all going to come through that stand up. Will you give me advice about podcasting? Or about life in general. You were really staring. What do you, what do you need? Um, I, I guess. Uh, I feel. Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> is this what you do on your podcast? You just stare at your guests deep in the eyes because it's. I know. I try to. I try to <clears throat> keep a nice, healthy boundary, and I listen, and I do look at them in the eyes because that is important when you're talking to somebody, so they feel heard and seen. Um, it seems to scare you. 
<laughs> when you do it, yes. You dark, dark this soul. Is crazy. This is crazy because you're normally staring directly into our guest's eyes. This is the first time I've seen you a little intimidated. I told you that I didn't this think was you were going to be this intimidated. Shit out of me. What the fuck? You're this is home court advantage. You should have control over this thing. He came early. He did come early, which kind of threw I, things off. It did. You weren't did. completely prepared? Nope. Oh, really? But I, Not at I all. don't know. We had, to, we had to scramble to get this set up. Our writer wasn't here. I she wasn't in a hurry. Work. I was just, I didn't know what else to do because I was in Glendale. I didn't want to go back home. And then I came back, I came here and I knew it would be early. I wasn't sure exactly where it was. I thought maybe there'd be something to do around here. There's not. Larchmont is three blocks away. You could have had a cup of coffee. I could have, but I'm not drinking coffee right now. I'm drinking tea. But I could have done that. Yes. I did not do it. I thought I'd drive by here, see where I'm going to be, and then maybe go somewhere. And then I texted my manager. I'm like, do you, do you think they could be ready for me? Look, this has happened to me at my house, and it's terrible when someone comes early. Because then I'm like, I, I was, I'm not there yet. Who's the, um, besides President Obama? He was not early. Right on time. Helicopters, <laughs> motorcade. But who, who's been sort of uh, some guests maybe that you've been nervous about? I'm I'm nervous about everybody, really, unless I know the person. Really? Yeah, I mean, I it's different types of nervousness. Like, you know, there's fan nervousness, and then there's just sort of like, what is this person like nervousness? Are they able to talk nervousness? Like, is this person like I think they're like? You, you know, there's never, I'm never, unless I know the person well, or I've had many experiences with the person, I'm always a little nervous. But if I know them, I'm like, all right, so what's up? You know, Do you have strategies of how you get in? Like, you know. Yeah, I mean, I usually just start rolling before they, you know, right when we get in the garage and they, and I just react to whatever they're doing. Like in terms of looking around the garage or talking to me, I sometimes I ask them where they came in from or what's up and, you know, and then I don't know how, I, I don't know really, I don't necessarily have a way of starting other than just if I can pull it off, they don't know that we're already on. So when they go like, is it started? I'm like, oh yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. And then just keep talking. I don't, I don't know if I have a strategy with that. Sometimes I interrupt a lot of people uh, uh, just because I, you know, what they're saying they've said before over and over again. So I, I tend to interrupt <laughs> until they stop saying what they've said over and over again. Unless it, like, I think what they've said over and over again is, is good, and that maybe the people that listen to my show have not heard them say it over and over again. Right, right. Like people that have like their yeah, their yeah. talk, their talking points, or their... everybody, all a lot of public people do, and a lot of times I don't necessarily know it, especially if I don't know the person. But their fans are always like, "Great job at getting the same shit out of Marilyn Manson." I'm like, "Look, I barely gave a shit, you know." And he was shit faced, and and you know I liked him, and most of my listeners they haven't heard any of that. Do you think, Sim, do you think that, because uh, I, I think that we've, there's a difference between musicians and actors. Oh, yeah. With, musicians like, our don't have to talk. Our, yeah, with, yeah, with our interviews. It's definitely, uh, and there's, def, there's also a difference between male actors and female actors. I've said this to you before. I don't know why this is the case, but I always feel like you're better with male guests as opposed to female guests. I don't understand why, but I always feel like you're just always on. Why do you think that is? What are you talking about? You've never noticed that? That you're better with male guests than female guests? I mean, you've told me that before, but I, I think that I, I think that it's because I fuck them in the back when you're not looking. Wait, do, did I miss something? 
Was that part of it? Do you need to go? I should have come on time. (laughs) Is that an on time thing? It's an on time thing. (laughs) (laughs) But no, but but I think that I'm hesitant to say this part, but I do think that women are are we're easily targeted for saying incendiary things or like or like anything like that might be taken out of context or whatever and so there's there's a stricter protocol around i think that's right some women won't even do shows yeah why why do long form conversations if they're going to get you know somehow sandbagged or like you yeah know. well i mean a publicist have asked me to get the copy beforehand to get the mp3 beforehand uh, they're protecting them I, yeah but i i won't do it do you ever let people listen to your show beforehand no no but like people i think people like know what they're getting into with my show and i and i do have it's harder to get actresses than it is to get actors and a lot of times actors i don't know for a while there i just didn't talk to actors but then once i started acting more i needed to learn things so i started talking to more actors you don't know what you're going to get with actors because yeah because some of them have an image and some of them have a mystique that they don't want chattered. Like, and I think with actresses, it's even more so. Yeah. So it makes them difficult to talk to and sometimes difficult to book because they don't want people knowing about their life because it might diminish their When mystique. you hide behind, uh, when you, when I your art that. is like playing characters right. and- The you, less people know about you, the better. Well, but, al- but also it's like- uh, like not being trained in sort of the art of vulnerability, of personal vulnerability. Mm. You know, um, it's like we've, you know, grown up, if you're an actor, saying other people's words and then being like uh, attempting when you do press to stick to like the script um, that you're supposed to stick to or whatever. And so you don't want to, it's not comfortable, of course, to reveal too much. But that's why like... that's why doing the podcast for me has been so fucking liberating. Right. But sometimes you can get people. But you must to, feel that way, right? Yeah. Yeah. I like talking to people. Yeah. The podcast is good for but, me because it's liberate. a full range of, yeah, of my yeah. capabilities. You know, like I don't have to always be funny and I can engage in a lot of different ways. But some people like it's interesting. I talked to Annette Benning and she's she's a real deal and she's been around a long time and she's won Oscars or an Oscar at least. And, you know, she definitely has a pretty solid public narrative. But, you know, it's it, at any given point in a conversation, it can be nuanced. There's some things that I think people who, who are pros at being out in the world publicly, media-wise, there's just some things they're just not going to talk about. And you can, you know, kind of push them a little bit. But you're like, no, it's just not going to happen. But, you know, sometimes there's little additions to the things that they will talk about that they haven't talked about. Those are the best times in interviewing people that are insulated or self-protected or, or self-filtering. Is there sometimes you're not you may not get something juicy if that's what you're looking for, but there are moments where they're like, "Oh, I just remembered this thing." So like, there's a like a little window if they're comfortable enough where they'll be like, "That just reminded me of this thing," and it's, it, may, it may not be a big thing, but it's not going to be something they've talked about before. Well, that like uh, it was an unintentional side effect of the podcast is like when we talk to our listeners and they ask us for advice, which we're completely unqualified to give, Mm. but that, um, are you unqualified? 
aren't you qualified by just virtue of your personal experience to address at least from that that's zone? all we do that's all we can do so that's qualified is it i'm sorry you want to change the name of the podcast dr Marin. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the nice things has been that it ends up sort of being a bit revealing uh, with our celebrity guests in how they relate to our callers mm. And what they like, it's sort of a, it's an interesting avenue to get to know somebody, um, like through, just through their, you sure. know, their, their reaction. Their advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, that sounds fun to me. When do we do that part? We should do it. Uh, well, we can do that after you do that oh, okay. part. <clears throat> oh, you can do an ad read. No. Oh. <clears throat> Not in front of you. Although if you want to, we can. I, what, who are you? Should I sure. clear my throat a few more times? What is it? Do you have a book coming? A book out? There's a book. There's a book coming out. There's a book. It's out. It's coming out. It's you, out. You have a book. Yeah. No, it's, not, it's out. Your book is yeah. out. You have a book coming out. I have a book coming out. Your book is out too. When by the time this is released, your book is also out. Wow. When's this gonna be released next year? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I'm gonna shelve it. Fuck you, you Marin. <laughs> oh, here it comes. Look, yeah. she's got her shit together now. It took her. Oh. To, it oh. Took 15, 20 minutes for it. Oh my God. Get a, get, what a fucking dick. There you go. Yeah. That's it. Get your beanie on. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. That's uh-huh. good. Now yeah, she's no. here. Now comes the she's got she figured out a way in and now she's just gonna beat me up. Okay, now okay. you're all open. How about a kick in the balls? With a patent leather shoe. Now it's sounding good. <laughs> okay, deal breakers. Yeah. You're gonna imagine that you're single. Oh, Okay. Yeah, would this be a deal breaker or not? Okay. Number one. Yeah. She calls you buddy. That would depend on the vibe. Like, buddy, do you want to go to um, the spaghetti factory tonight? Is this like the first date kind of deal? No, no, no. You live with her. I live with her. Oh, hey, buddy. Buddy, uh, uh, buddy, do you mind picking up some toilet paper? <laughs> I'm living with the person at this point. And, and just out of nowhere, that starts happening. Yeah, that would be at least a red flag if that was not established previous. I'm living with the person, and then all of a sudden it's, hey, buddy, how you doing? I'm like, what the fuck is happening? So I guess it would be buddy, at least a conversation. Buddy, you're overwatering the orchid. Ooh, yeah. Uh, who are you talking to? Something like that. What's happening? Buddy, it's you. No, this is not. I don't. Bud, oh, come no. On. No, dude. okay number two she is a christian scientist and believes in prayer over medicine yeah yeah that wouldn't happen that that's a deal breaker yeah but she's smoking hot she's so hot okay well if she tells me that after whatever happens that first date (laughs) then we had a nice time And all your friends are like, dude, you're the hottest fucking girl on the planet. Yeah, but she's a religious nut in some ways. Well. In in a very specific way. She's healing you. Deal breaker. (laughs) No can do. She is a vaginal virgin. What? Okay. Um, Well, why are you holding on to that? Uh, what's, What's happening? So, so vaginal virgin, that means like the, the conversation is like, Hey, uh, I only take it in the ass. Is that? Yeah. Or the mouth. Not terrible. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm not a big ass guy, but mouths are good. Um, it'd be a little weird. I mean, like, like on some level, it'd be, is it, uh, she's saving it for some reason. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, if I were single and that was the deal, like I'd give it a try for a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Mouth wise. Yeah. You're like, I don't even need a vaginal yeah, explanation. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, you're just, and then, then, but eventually I'd be frustrated. I'm like, why can't I? And she'd be like, I'm saving it for a human. <laughs> and you're just a a weird animal that I'm experimenting with. So, yeah. Uh, um okay. Uh she uh doesn't brush her teeth, only uses mouthwash. And yeah, I, that's not good. <laughs> because I then you'd have to have this discussion like why don't you brush your teeth? I'll tell you why. Yeah. Because there's polyurethrane uh-huh. on the on the bristles uh-huh. and it's sort of it's like a whole thing that like crest and like colgate and um these oh right big big pharma big, yeah big exactly toothpaste. exactly so Is i a, use hydrogen peroxide pretty much so just foam your mouth clean yeah that's like i mean yeah. don't you think my Breath is nice or no? I don't know. You know, I mean, if you maybe so, like, I, hydrogen peroxide doesn't really. It's not. It, yeah, you know, the whole thing is just odd. And uh, I, why don't you just brush your fucking teeth? Okay, I brush my fucking hair. You stupid fucking dick. Yeah. All right. Mm. I also brush my pussy hair. You yeah. stupid fucking dick. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. Teeth are not, they don't have hair on them. I don't need to be okay. actually brush. Okay, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this person is the worst. Of course you don't want to be with her. <laughs> She's awful. Is this all the uh, same person? Kind of. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. This person's got a lot of issues. So she doesn't brush her teeth, no pussy sex. Uh, she's a Christian scientist. And, she's really hot. And, and oh, she calls you right. buddy. <laughs> and she calls me buddy. But she's so hot. Yeah, got it. She's so hot. Yeah. She's so hot. Uh, okay. You go to a Mexican restaurant and she tries to order in Spanish, but she doesn't speak Spanish. Oh, that, well. I'd, I'd be doing a lot of this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Would, All right. Just looking uncomfortably at the server. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Hola. Uh-huh. Hola, salsa e guacamole. Yeah. Per favor. So that's what I'm dealing with? That's, that's. The... <laughs> but smoking hot. <laughs> I, I don't put a premium on smoking hot. A lot of stuff has to be, you know, like I, I doesn't, you know, I, it's. You've I don't notoriously know. dated super hot women. Yeah. W- one, two. They're all hot. Yeah, don't yeah, get me dude, in trouble. Come on. Like I, I uh, like who? Like uh, I mean, they—they're all. I'm sure they're all great women, but they're all hot as well. You mean like hot, like modelly hot? I've seen pictures of their exes, and they're all really hot. But you're saying that you don't put a premium on looks? Ooh, I like this. I, now we're getting Larry King style. Fuck I, you, Mark Marin. Do you like hot women? Well, like hot can be like. I mean, hot doesn't is not really about looks, is it? Ultimately, oh, lofty, huh? 
<laughs> no, the connection, right? If it, like hot uh -huh. sex is not about looks, is uh, it? Oh, sure. Is yeah. it? Oh. No, right. seriously. No, you're so right. Wait. Think yeah, about you, it. No, you're so right. Tell me about like the hot dudes you fucked, okay? And like like tell me that there wasn't like a sort of half ball Jew in there that was better than them. <laughs> seriously. Nothing. You got nothing. Right you can't hear it. She's losing it. She's losing it. You right got now. nothing. <laughs> All right. Anyways, you know what I'm saying. So I've never seen you this speechless ever, and on a podcast. <laughs> this is amazing. I, the thing about Mishna was my second wife, and she was, you know, she did model before she was a comic, and I, but she was, she was very sharp, and I liked her a lot. I loved her, uh, but I fucked that up. Um, who did I have How? long term? How did I fuck that up? Yeah. I was married when I met her and she got me sober and uh, I left my wife for her and, you know, I was newly sober and uh, I didn't have a handle on anything, you know, emotionally. And I was very abusive and crazy and jealous and mean. I fought a lot, very insecure. And I just drank. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Kinder. Can you talk a little bit about jealousy? Because mm -hmm. I think that that's, I don't know, that's something that comes up a lot in our podcast. Um, what were you jealous about? Like, did, did, or do you think that that came from her or like instigating, uh, maybe subconsciously? I don't have, I, I'm not as possessed by it as I used to be. I know that, you, you know, but I think I, uh, in that particular situation, I'd put a lot into her. Like I'd left a marriage and like, I wasn't happy in that marriage. And like, I really clung on to her and she was hot and, you know, she could have most dudes. So like, you know, there was a mixture of insecurity of the combination of like, what's she doing with me in the first place? And how does this survive? How is she not going to go somewhere else? And then you actually make that happen. <laughs> that, like, but but that, and that, that's, that's a tough way to live. But I imagine that it takes two people to sort of like combine to come to that thing of like, this is doomed, I would think, right? Well, I think that if you're in a cycle of jealousy and emotional abuse and, you know, the sort of you're incapable of trust or um, appropriate intimacy, that that cycle, you, you know, some part of you thinks it's going to keep working. The like, you know, 
uh, fuck you, you don't love me, uh, you know, who are you fucking, uh, oh, you're crying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, let's fuck. That cycle. <laughs> Did you find yourself um, ever in a position where um, you, like, were tempted to sort of spy or snoop or, or like, go through her phone? or Not until she actually started, you know, not until she left me, really. You know, and then, like, in retrospect, I knew there was some shit going on. But, but I, you know, I've been on the other side of that. There's a certain amount of karma to that. Ultimately, my big problem is just about, you know, being able to be intimate and trust people, you, you know, like, because, you know, you can manufacture intimacy in a few different ways. You can sexualize or you can, uh, you know, cause trouble and then apologize. And, you know, that feels intimate or, you know, just being able to have good sex that feels intimate but to really be emotionally open and trust somebody with your heart is a tricky business for me so i spent a lot of years kind of doing patterns of other things to compensate for my inability to uh, to be intimate correctly and i i still you know it's a work in progress but i'm not i'm not mean anymore i'm not abusive anymore uh, I'm not as insecure as I used to be, and I'm a little over a lot of shit. <laughs> that's that's remarkable. I mean, it is that that's like uh, you run out of energy for that shit. You know, it's like you know, there comes a point where I used tired. to do a joke about it. I used to do a joke. What was that joke about jealousy? It's like um, how I dealt with jealousy. It was an equation. It was like the joke was sort of like like if she goes out and fucks some guy like once or twice. You know, I fucked her hundreds of times, so I'm like way ahead. <laughs> I'm still winning. It's 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 not quite right, but there there is logic to it. If you put that it's much, also so fundamentally put depressing. A premium on sex as being, mm-hmm. you know, the thing that is the thing. Right. Yeah, I still have that. Do in you my think head. that men uh, men do that? Don't they? Um, I guess that's, they do. Do you guys think, and please attempt to answer this honestly. Yeah. Do you oftentimes, do you, do you think that you, for the most part, are the smartest person in the relationship? No. Not in my relationship. Whoa, 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 whoa. It, let's truly, truly think about this. Like smart across the board-ish? Uh, however you would define intelligence. No. Not anymore. Hmm. I'm with somebody who's in a completely different world than I am in terms of her world and what she does. And like, there's an intelligence to that world that I know nothing about. <laughs> and there's my intelligence. And then the stuff that, you know, I think I'm smarter. Than, it usually comes down to like, oh, you don't know that? How could you not know that? So that's not really intelligence. Do you know what I mean? Right. Um, and I've, I, I've, she's got a lot more practical wisdom <laughs> than, than I do. So, uh, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how smart I am sometimes. Well, the reason why I, well, I ask for, um, for many different reasons, but, um, because so many of the people in our industry are these like incredibly intelligent, creative narcissists and, um, that are fascinating and, um, and, are, but are also fascinated by themselves, like myself. Probably. Yeah, I wish I had more of that part of it. Uh, I think you might. <laughs> really? Yeah, dude. You're a total fucking narcissist. I don't know. Yeah, listen. 
You don't think I'm you are? I'm not that fascinated by myself. I don't know. You started a podcast. I know, but that was sort of like, I didn't know what else to do. Like I was, it was a desperate move. And I was talking about myself you wrote in a, a fairly book? raw way. You're a stand-up yeah. comic? Right. Uh, and I'm pretty tapped. Like I'm, I'm kind of. all like roads are leading towards. And, and here's, here's how I know as well. You're not insulted by this idea well no because like the narcissism of the chore of talking about myself like is diminished by you know spending an hour hour and a half with somebody else so like i never like i never felt like in the other you know, first few podcasts first 50 or 100 yeah i had problems and i needed to engage with people to help me get through them but like i don't know that i don't talk about myself at the beginning of my podcast just sort of like this is so great i'm going to talk about me <laughs> a lot of times i'm like all right what happened i gotta burn some time <laughs> i like really like there's and i've i've pulled back on talking about certain elements of my life because they're just like i i had to learn how to keep things private Why? i had to learn because it's like you know it's usually about other people if i'm going to talk about myself with others and that person doesn't have a say in it or doesn't like what I said about it, it causes me more trouble than it's worth. And it's sort of, you know, it's not, it's not nice. Like you can say, I can say nice things about people and that's fine. But I spent a lot of time early on in the podcast talking about relationships coming apart, you know, shit going bad, you know, like all that stuff. And a couple of women are like, you know, we don't have, I don't have a voice in that. And I'm like, well, I guess that's true. So I'm only presenting my side, which isn't really fair. And all right, lesson learned. Don't drag your dirty lawn, even though if it's compelling. Like I don't, you know, I don't talk about nuanced problems that I'm having with a person in my life because they're real people and I'm talking to a half a million people. And that means a half a million people are in my shit and in her shit or his shit and they may not want that. It's the deceptive nature, though, too, of like doing the podcast, which is so wonderful about like the intimacy that you have. Like we're sitting here in uh -huh. Sim's place, and as you know, like you know, with your garage, like it, it you you feel like this isn't going to go anywhere. Talking to some friends, it might happen to be talking right. into a microphone. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, I, I hear you on that for sure. You know, I mean, but like when I have a conversation with people, the interview part of the conversation part, like I know where they, you know, I can feel where they're uncomfortable. I can, you know, I don't need to go there. I'm there to, you know, sort of not make them feel uncomfortable. I'm there to have a conversation and, and have it be intimate. Right. But any time that someone has said, I want something taken out, it's 90 percent of the time. It's about because they've said something about someone else. Oh, really? Yep. Absolutely. Oh. And it's not, you, you know, and I don't know what that speaks to really, but that, but that, that is appropriate. Is that, you know, like, yeah, okay, I said all this shit about me, uh, but like, I didn't need to throw that person under the bus. You, you know, and even, even if you think in your mind as a producer, you're sort of like, yeah, it wasn't that bad, you, you know, but you know, it's going to start some shit. And, you know, and I think that's a, a relatively good practice. Uh, if you don't want to be alone. Well, I, but also it speaks to sort of the intimacy, right? That you create that hopefully we help. It's, I don't know if it's intimacy as much as it is candid. Do you, you know what I mean? It's comfortable. 
like you know people feel comfortable so they talk freely you know I, I i guess it's intimacy i i i don't know that they trust me necessarily or that they have a lot on the line in that moment the chewing gum that's now back on your phone yeah um looks sort of like a misshapen marble sure but uh or a piece of gum it's still what it's still I still want to. Really well, no one I has offered wanna... to me anywhere to put it. You know, and it's been out there twice. I'm at someone's home, and I, I and what am I supposed to do? I'm done chewing it. Don't, and I'm not asking for anything. I think I'm it's just, fine right there. I'm, we're, point, I, I have no problem right with it. But she seems to be hung up on it, and like, and you know, and, and I just think it's like well molded now. Sure, you can make you can make chewed gum into almost anything can if we you take have a the time. Of this? You can take a picture of the gum. Oh, this is great. Where's that picture going to go? Are um, you going to tweet it and just say Mark's gum? I would I'm going to say Mark's gum. What's going on? Is this going on? Is it okay? Everything okay? Are you <laughs> going to make out with me? Is everything all right? <laughs> oh, 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 you're terrifying. I knew that. I knew you would be terrifying. Ugh. Why am I terrifying? You just like. I just was checking in. That didn't feel horrible. I, yeah, I have boundary problems. <laughs> I was hoping for this. This is great. I love this. Continue. Is there, oh, is there more of this bit? Yeah, I think there's one more question. Right? Oh, okay. Before there's one calls. more question. A deal breaker or a how would you proceed? What would you like? A deal breaker or a how would... How... I feel like we did a bunch of deal breakers. Yeah. Okay. How do you proceed? You get word from your agent that Julie Andrews wants to meet and discuss a very important project. Yeah. When you arrive, or I mean, maybe at the Chateau, she tells you, I know you are the only person I can trust with this. Would you be my partner on The Amazing Race? The Amazing Race, that's a reality show where you have to... Travel around the world. Oh. I don't know the show that well. I I mean... It's won like 10 Emmys and... I don't know, it's like the number one reality show. I don't know if it still is, but it was huge at one point. Sims an early investor. I would really have to check my calendar. Ouch. (laughs) 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 Yeah, it sounds like it's going to take a long time to shoot. We're going to go around the world together. You got your passport. We're going to be singing. Is it going to be singing? We can sing on the plane. Me and Julie Andrews. Yeah. She's great. She has to be fairly old now. Oh, my God. Is what? this where we're going with this? No. You I mean, to, like, divert? No. Come oh. on. Do you want to be on The Amazing Race or not? With Julie Andrews? Yeah. Because I'm the only person she wants to do it with? Yes. Like, it's her last wish? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'll do it, Julie. <laughs> Thank you. let's do a quick break and then we'll do calls thanks Mark Sim will you tell us what's happening waiting for Nina Dial yep can you put the thing up here so we can we see the guy no it's just that speakerphone Oh, I see. Trying to microphone. Oh, yeah, you got the internal mic. Oh. Hey, Joey. Hi. Joey. Hi. How are you, Joey? It's Sim. 
I'm good. How are you? I'm doing really well. I'm going to introduce you to Anna right now. Hi, Joey. It's Anna. Hi. Nice to hear talk to you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for for doing this. And we're here with Mark Marand, who's fucking awesome. And- Big fan, Mark. Hi. Hi. How you doing? Nice to talk to you. What's going on over there? Yeah. Tell us about your mom. So, um, my mom and I have always been close, not like the closest of close, but check in every week, very open about everything. About a year and a half ago, my stepfather passed away and it sent a good amount of the family into like a really deep grief as losing someone does. And we've been really good with each other and kept up and it, it hit me hard. He's been in my life since I was about 10 and about, I guess it was like five weeks ago now, last I talked to my mother, it's been a little strained. Um, she just dropped that she had just gotten off, gotten home from a date and that she is online dating. And it threw me so hard. And it like, it, it reopened a lot of the grief for me. And then it, it also has just strained our relationship. And we haven't, we've texted a little bit. We kind of had a phone conversation, but it was just, it was awful. And I was mean to her and it was bad. And it just, it's like the floodgates opened and I feel so, so much guilt that our relationship wasn't is because it's, it's, I can't wrap my head around this. And then the more I think about what she's must be going through and then what's happening, just fuck what's happening in the world. then I'm just like, everything that I'm feeling feels so minute and small that I, I can't seem to get myself to call her to even deal with it. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Well, but well, why do you think that you had such a strong reaction? I it's, it partly for me feels so fast. I know it's a year and a half. It's just, they were together for around 20 and it's just, it feels like it's just like disrespect. I don't. But, wait, but but do you think that it stems also a little bit from maybe the idea of 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 your relationship with her and your closeness with her? Does that does that make sense at all? I I think yeah. It there's definitely. I I moved away when I was 22 very quickly. To, they're in Missouri to the East Coast and we see each other and it's, there's definitely a strain to feeling like I like abandoned part of my family. And then I think, God, it's, it's just, it's almost the things I don't want to wrap my head around. Well, you know what? It's weird. Here's what's weird is that you don't know your mother any other way than her being with that man. And you know, that balance there. So they're like, when my parents got divorced, like I was older and, uh, it was okay. But, you know, she started, I don't know when she started dating, but she was dating a lot of dudes and she would tell me about it. And I had this moment where I was, I realized like, I don't know her at all in this way because this is not, it's not like mother son stuff. And that stuff wasn't even that great, but it's like my mom out in the world, vulnerable, you know, and, you know, trying to find somebody to hang out with. Because, like, she's never done that. I mean, like, not in my lifetime. Right, right. So, like, you know, she's taking these tremendous risks and she's putting herself out there to fight, to try to find companionship, which she deserves and people want. And, you know, you get to a certain age. And it's like, it's just hard to see your 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 mother in, in that position. 
because you don't know her like that. And, you know, the conversations become different. And, you know, now it's like sometimes my mother will complain about her dude. And then when she was dating, she would tell me these stories about these weirdos she dated with. And I and some some of them I can't I can't get out of my mind. But it's like but, you know, they're just people outside of being our mothers and whatever our expectations are of them. Wait, I, so I have two questions. Um, one, are you in a relationship? I am. I am in a relationship for about a year and a half in, too. Are, are you in love? Are you, is it happy? I am. We are. We're, we're very happy together. Okay. That sounded like that was not super convincing. No. Um, <laughs> no, we are. We are. It's, there's, we're, we, we are also long distance, and so it's, which works for works for us pretty well. Um, but you don't have like regular intimacy, and so I, I like. But um, also, and then what about your biological father? Can I ask you a little bit about that? He's he's always been in my life. Um, he spurts of moving away from Missouri, then always coming back, and they were always very. My mom and my my mom and my father were always very good about trying not to bash each other for whatever their issues were. And they divorced when I was, gosh, I guess I was two. And, and then now he is um, living in um, outside of, right outside of Olympia, Washington on the Puget Sound. Oh yeah. I know and, the sound. And very, yeah, he very much has, he kind of has a life over there <laughs> and is happily married again and has grand grandkids over there. And, um, we see, we talk when we can and see each other when we can afford it. So do you think that, um, that your reaction uh, to your mom finding somebody is the idea of sort of losing her? Like, are you, you know what I mean? Like that losing her to somebody else. I think that's definitely part of it. And then I, it's, it's also what's really been going through my mind in the last, God, a couple, really specifically the last couple of days has been just of like losing my stepdad. He was so important to me. He was very like, he, he was an older man and he like Marine in Vietnam war and he, but he like supported me wanting to have a life in the arts and have my own career and do something a little non-traditional in his eyes. And he, he saw that in me and supported and he, he supported me coming out. He was, he was always he there. Sounds like a fucking awesome guy. And like how, how, like how fortunate that you got to experience him in your life is, you know, that's so rare. I, I was lucky enough to have parents that supported me like to pursue acting. And I know how rare that is. Um, and, um, I think you can't punish your mom. She made a good decision. No, like, and it, that's what I feel like I'm doing right now. And it's so hard to just like, yeah, no, leave you, that behind you can't could truth. Truthfully, she made a really great decision the second time around, you know? And so you, you may have to, trust her on the idea that she's going to make other good decisions. And also, you know, everyone needs, everyone needs a little loving. 
everyone needs to like sleep in late and watch like terrible television and order breakfast in bed and you know and have like sloppy disgusting kisses hey joey i'm <laughs> like gonna put nina breath. on real quick nina went through a similar situation so nina when you talk about okay real quick? yeah hey i'm sorry to crash this party um i'm and i will get through this but when i was 11 my dad actually died and about a month afterwards my mom started dating somebody new so i when i heard this i was like oh god this is so familiar um and it's, it's, I am not an angry person. I don't lash out. I'm not um, an explosive person. But I mean, the only time I've actually felt anger was in that moment because I was so confused as to like, well, how could you move on so quickly? This is someone, you know, who raised us, who's been in our lives. Yeah. And, and it's and it's frustrating. But I think having more perspective on it and kind of taking myself out of the equation, it really became about how my mom was dealing with it, how my mom couldn't, you know, she had this partner in crime for so long that she needed someone to lean on and and I maybe that's part of it too is that she just needs that companionship maybe it's not even the relationship part it's just the friendship of someone who can empathize and someone who's kind of around her age who can empathize through life experience and I mean I didn't have perspective on this for a long time and it's still really hard for me to work through and I really you know I'm 20 and I don't really I haven't really seen the world yet but it really I think became about my mom's own grieving process and respecting that and I mean it is it is a really hard thing to to wrap your head around and and I wasn't great at it coming up I was very resentful I was very frustrated and angry and I think that channeled in my own grief but at the end of the day it's just about how your mom is going through this like your mom was with this person for how long did you say about 20 years yeah and and those 20 years are incredible and to suddenly like not have that person with you is really frustrating and you don't really know how to come to grips with it. And even though you're older, it's hard to, I think, and t- after talking to my mom about it, it's hard to reach out to your kids because the relationship is different. So from my own experience, and I, I don't know if this will help or if this does help, but I just think that it's a place of companionship. It's just a place of comfort and someone that you can talk to about stuff like that. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know if that helps, but... Yeah. I do I do really respect how she... Because we, we've never really we've never really had boundaries with each other, which is, I think part of the equation too, is that we've always been so open with each other. Like since I was a kid, it was always about openness and just talking. And so it was always like, she was part of a friend and then she kind of dropped it in just in a conversation versus being like telling it straight. And now I'm like, I I almost want to figure out a way to put a boundary temporarily on like, let me bring it up. I'm interested, but I need to get there on my own. Yeah, I mean that's that's part of that's part of your process, you know, and and I think your mom will be very understanding of that. I think it's something that I mean this in grief, especially something this big and this like monumental, and something that changes kind of the course of your life and the way you think about the world. Especially when it's somebody who champions you, I think that's a big part of it too. Is you lose this pillar in your life. Yeah. That, oh, completely. Yeah, that I think you need to just kind of like be open i mean if you guys don't have these boundaries then talk to your mom about maybe just needing some time to like cope with this like you're you're still digesting the loss of somebody who is huge and so present in your life that it's okay and it's totally valid for you to take that time to to process oh totally sorry i'm <laughs> no fine. oh god thank you nina, nina. dude thank you that was so that was you 
so much. Um, that was beautiful, hey, Nina. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody's crying over here. <laughs> Cry fest. She said it really well. It was there's a lot of losing the pillar that was a lot of my stepdad in a lot of our lives. And I think he, he brought together a lot of family, brought together a lot of extended family. And it's, I've never really even really thought about that. I feel like I went through the grief and then kind of stifled it to get myself, keep going in life and just keep moving forward. And just really honoring him is I know deep down she's not, she's not leaving him behind. Can you tell her that? Can you tell her like, Mom, I, 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 like, I reacted out of anger because I'm still grieving, but yeah, I, I love you and I want the best for you. I want you to feel companionship, and it's yeah. gonna be a little hard for me because I loved my stepdad so much. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Um, and I and think it's partly when having the distance from her, I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing her day to day. I'm not seeing what her life has become now post, post him. When we see each other, it's moments of celebration. It's vacation. It's moments away from the everyday things that are, like you said, <laughs> wanting to the intimacy of someone there. Hey, Joey. We have to go. Yeah. Thank you so much Joey, for sharing this with us. Please, um, please keep in touch and please, please tell your, you know what? I would, I would, I would put money. Well, not that I'm a gambling lady, but, but that your mom would so love to hear exactly what you told us and just that, that you love her. You miss her. You miss your stepfather and, you know, and like that it's, um, that it's that this is all difficult for you, but you don't want to punish her, and you want to keep like communication open. And I, and I have to tell you, I, you know what I I I predicted uh, that a lot of our listeners are going to really relate to this phone call, and uh, so please keep in touch because um, I think that uh, that uh, you know this. Thank you. These are like these uh, these are <laughs> challenges. That, uh, we haven't had a call like this. This is no, the first time we've no. had a and, and I don't know. I mean, I, sometimes I'm 40 and I think about the idea of losing one of my parents. I, I can't. I can't. No, even. I, right. I can't even. I can't. I, I know. Like, you want to go there. Cannot. But listen, but love your mom. Yeah. And, and, and please keep in touch, okay? We love you. Thank you. And thank you, Nina, for that.
Yeah, Nina, that was fucking beautiful. That, that was really beautiful. Here. Oh, I hung up by accident. No, okay. Joey, I'm sorry I hung up on you. Oh, I'm so sorry. Sorry, I'm like pulling on. Joey, Joey's, Joey is gone. I'm going to get him back. Yeah. No, 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 oh, no. You oh. don't have to. I don't know what I'm... I don't know. Maybe just if Joey, if you listen back to this, like just don't... Like you still have that other pillar. Like you still have your mom. So like don't push away that like love that you still have. It's very easy to do that. But I mean, it's harder to lean into it and it's easier to push it away. But if you just... I mean, Ani gave a good advice of just like saying exactly what you said here to your mom your mom's understanding and empathetic and i think it'll just open up a different kind of world of understanding for you and your mom i don't know life is fucking short yeah that was all very heavy and emotional was that too too much for you huh no no i, I don't mind okay uh, i wasn't I, sure i wasn't sure if you were you know, I can handle into it. this kind of thing I've, I've, we have one more call actually actually the next call i, I can Marcus. handle i can handle emotions don't you think that that's like a odd I cry thing a lot about on my podcast. Stand-ups, though. What? Well, and being in the world of comedy, it's like the suppression of... I know. I cry a lot more now than I ever did. Like, Why? Eh, because, like, I, I, I get attached to people's story, you know? And I get, like, uh, I just feel... I don't know. I cry a lot in the garage when people talk to me. Like, not, like, weeping, but, like, I get moved. Hello? Hi, Cynthia. It's Anna. Hi. How are you? Great. We're here with Mark Marin. Cynthia's twenty-seven, and Hi. she's in Santa Barbara. Hi. So, Cynthia, you have a question about male-female best friend relationships, and something's going on with one of your buddies. What's happening? Yeah. So, um, I'm originally from Massachusetts, but I live in Santa Barbara now. Um, so, a couple weeks ago. I went home to Massachusetts and I was trying to um, get together with my best friend. Um, we hadn't seen each other in a couple months. Um, so I made plans with them three separate times and each time they ended up falling through or he didn't show up. Various things happened. And um, so I was pretty upset and I called him out on it. And after a lot of prying, he said that um, part of the reason that he couldn't, or that he it kept bailing was because his girlfriend had an issue with our friendship. He, or she, uh, was uncomfortable with the two of us hanging out. Um, so it's, I don't really, it's, I'm not trying to come between him and his girlfriend. I like his girlfriend a lot actually. Um, and I, I don't know what to do to make the situation better. And on top of it, this is like the third time that this has happened to me with close male friends so i'm kind of rambling right now so no, no 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 no. this is so relevant to what what sim and i do and as now we're aging aging friends yeah aging we've been friends for a long time friends <laughs> yeah. um but but let me ask you um do you have and and please the in the cuz the only way that maybe this could be potentially helpful is if you're totally honest with yourself and i know it might be a little touchy but do you have any romantic feelings at all towards him no i just want to be friends with him it's i i mean i thought about it before she was in the picture um but as soon as she was in the picture him and I don't make sense at all. And him and her make a lot of sense. Has he like, um, has he expressed feelings towards you in the past before her? Before her? Um, not in a tangible way. 
we've been like we we've been flirty before but nothing like it's it it just would never happen if that makes like i don't know how to, to describe it did you ever make out uh no whoa that was a long uh, um, wait, <laughs> but, did you, uh like did you just try to kiss once was there a drunken night camping under the stars you guys kissed once she's not Everyone's answering vomiting you guys <laughs> we were both really drunk and it was bad there we go <laughs> mark knew it all along <laughs> um, and what, wait, so... wait, wait, what happened when you're really drunk uh, we made out. Oh, you just made out? So, yeah. Hmm. How was that? Uh, I mean, it was, it, it, we both agreed the next morning that it wouldn't work. It Like, mutually, we both just want to be friends. Right. But was it, did it feel good? When does making out not feel good? Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, in the moment it did, but like the next morning it felt crummy. If, I wonder like, if he told his girlfriend that, about this that. Is, this is the thing. Yes, Mark, you're totally on to this. Yeah, that... Um, I'm no dummy. You're no dummy. You have a podcast that came before ours. I'll, I'll give you advice. Um, <laughs> Cynthia, but uh, I think um, I think that clearly your friend's girlfriend views you as like a threat and maybe with... You know, like there's, that might be somewhat justified in the sense that you guys have a little bit of a history. Um, there may be chemistry. Um, I, I don't know. I think a platonic friendship between you two might be really difficult to have. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, th- I suspect, and this is me being totally arrogant and presumptuous I suspect that um, that you may have stronger feelings for him than um, than you know just being a friend which is why you want to be friends with him and he may have the same feelings towards you which is why he told his current girlfriend about maybe some stuff that happened between you guys which is why she's like there's no fucking way you're seeing her um, that's exactly what happened I mean, he totally told her that they made out once and it was just once and it was, that's not a big deal. But in her mind, she's thinking it could right, happen again. Right, right, But right. then he's also using her, the woman we're on the phone with right now, to put a wedge in and not exactly. really commit or be intimate with the person he's with now. Is there anything I can do to make her feel better about it, though? Because I don't want that to happen ever. Like, even if she wasn't in the picture, even if we were both single, I wouldn't want anything with him it's sort of on him i i think that you know killer with kindness if it, but but if you do want to do that it takes a it takes a lot of effort i would definitely only reach out to her not to him and just like continue to just be like hey i'm your friend um you know, I like, I want to be friends. Is there any way when I come back to Massachusetts, we can hang out. I'd love to see you. Let's do a girl's thing. Like this is, Mm -hmm. this is a commitment though. Do you know her? Uh, only through him. So how's that going to work? Are you going to make new friends now? Well, that like, listen, if she wants him in her life, then this is the only strategy. That could all blow up. Hey, 
<laughs> I'm not trying to be negative. No, no, I, but but I do think that um, I think that it will be a. I think this is maybe, one of those cases is not going to work on a like I know. the reason. What I did know. you do when when Amy and I started dating? She was a little intimidated, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say that because who can who can't be? I mean, my best friend is Anna fucking Ferris. Of course, I'm oh, gonna go be intimidated. On. What do you mean? Um, but but <laughs> what you did? What did you do? You were unbelievable. You went out of I your wore, way. I wore like a tiny string bikini and high heels, <laughs> and I trotted around <laughs> your place, and I was like, oh, Sim and I are just great friends. <laughs> you went out of your way. No, I, you went out of your way because, to make Amy feel special. But, yes, thank you for saying that. But I but with your past relationships I didn't do that I I felt like uh I wasn't as maybe aware of the idea that like a platonic relationship could be threatening um and so I I wasn't maybe all that considerate it made all the the world Amy but it's also her it's Amy too it's like like Amy wanted to be my friend as well and that like uh yeah but uh, and maybe also we're getting old <laughs> I don't know, but um, here's what's probably going to happen: is you guys are going to start meeting on the sly just to have coffee. Oh fuck! Uh-oh. And Mark, like- what the fuck, you doomsdayer? <laughs> all right, all right, bring it, Mark. Oh my! No, I'm, yeah, I don't okay, know how much I'm supposed okay, to chip in no, no, on no, the okay. structure of so the wait, show. Thanksgiving. Here's what's going to happen: so Cynthia go, flies home for Thanksgiving. He's going to lie to his girlfriend so they can just have a friend time. Right. They meet like the Wednesday before Thanksgiving at what? At, at, like probably not Starbucks. Way too public. They're going to Friendlies meet. in Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> Do they still have friendlies? Just to talk. Yes, we still have friendlies. <laughs> Maybe get ice cream. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, like, well, that's just it. It's just, sadly, I think it's going to be on him because, I mean, Mm -hmm. you're obviously not going to pester him. You can say whatever you're going to say. Like, it's sort of sad that, you know, we can't be friends because she's uncomfortable. And you can reach out to her, but, like, I don't don't see how that doesn't just become some sort of, like, you know, tricky triangle situation. Maybe she'll be like, oh, she's really nice. I'm so glad we did that. Now you can totally go over there. So I, I, I just don't see that happening, right? So ultimately what happens is, you know, you're going to be in town and he's going to be like, all right, I'll try to uh, meet you somewhere. And then he's going to lie to her just so he can, you know, hang out with you for a little while. And, you know, if you can get away with it, you know, so be it. <laughs> but mm-hmm. but here's the thing. I, I just want you to protect. Advice? No, no, no. It's, it's, that, that's, that's probably what's going to happen. Oh. That, it's, it seems like it's going to happen. But I, I, I just want to make sure that you protect yourself, you know, because... I, um, it's, it seems to me like you may like him in a more romantic way, um, than maybe you want to fully admit because that's just the nature, that's just the nature of things. Um, and I completely understand that. I mean, Mark Marin is sitting here next to me and I think that he likes me in a way that he doesn't fully want to admit cause he's looking at me deep in the eyes right now. <laughs> I can't tell if it's lust or anger. I think I think that we have a a, a, a nice chemistry. I mean, I wouldn't go to town with the liking oh, thing. Oh. I, I don't fucking know you. <laughs> Turns out he's a jerk. Um, Let's give but, him some final advice. But no, but but I I think um, I just think protect yourself and um, and I don't know if I I just don't know if like the friendship is worth pursuing if he's 
if he's going to be in a relationship. Just take a step back and see how it goes. If they break up, maybe you'll get your friend back. Yeah. But at this point, just Go, take a step back. Don't you think like Santa Barbara, isn't it filled with like... Seals. There's a lot of seals. <laughs> isn't there? Oh, not Santa There Barbara. are a lot of seals. I love how is that, you finished Santa Barbara my... too? I don't know. San Francisco, not... No. Are there seals up there's in Santa seal. Barbara? Yeah, there's seals. There's yeah, there's seals in Santa Barbara. Okay. So yeah. cool, right? Seals are great. <laughs> Yeah. Not as many as uh, as in uh, La Jolla? San Francisco, oh, but, okay. but they're they're here. <laughs> okay, I'm meet sorry. I a didn't guy know. named Ryan Travis. Take his Prius okay. up to the Hearst Castle. Break in. Go swimming in the blue pool. Go swimming in the blue pool, and be like, I used to have a crush on this dude. Fuck this! Woo! Get arrested. <laughs> Spend a couple nights in jail. We'll come bail you out. And then go see the seals. <laughs> pet them. Yeah. Get arrested again. <laughs> and we'll come bail you out again. That's How does that plan. sound? Oh, thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> it's our pleasure. It's our pleasure. It. <laughs> Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I don't Thank even you know for if, the advice. I don't I even know if we gave it. you advice, but... Ah, I'm just worried that this dude's like no, play, playing all parties. I, I knew it deep down. I just don't think I was ready to admit it to myself. So it's good to hear somebody else reflect that back to me. So. Well, I love you. We love you. Thank you for being Oh, thanks. I love you too. I love your podcast. I love everything I you do. You. Oh, thank you. Oh, God. My like heart is just thumping right now. Thank you so much. All right, Cynthia. All right, we love you. And we will bail you out anytime. Thank you. I'm going to hold you to that. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. I've never bailed anybody out before. Okay. I've got to... Uh, you got to get out of here? Well, I got to pee one. All right. We're going to wrap it up go. right now. We're going to plug your book. Oh, yeah. There's the, there's relationship stuff in my book, Anna. <laughs> I stayed up late last night reading it. It's fun, right? It's so good. It's fun. You know, you know a lot of people fun. in there. Fun. I would never use that. Do you know one There's time a lot of heavy, Denise beautiful Richards, stuff in there? Denise Richards, yeah. We were on the set of Scary Movie 3. Yeah. And she said to me that being married to Charlie Sheen was a, so much fun. Yeah. And I thought, that is such an odd thing to describe marriage as. Um, well, he, he probably was fun at, at some point. I don't think now. Anyway, so I don't know if I would describe you or your book as fun. Well, I, well, I think my point is it's engaging and it makes you laugh and uh, and yes. you cry a little and there's a lot of stuff in there from a lot of people that you know we all know little kernels of wisdom and and fun and sadness and laughs. I feel like I am literally waiting for the punch, which is the title of your book. I have to pee. Words to live by. From the WTF podcast with Mark Marin. Yeah. And it just came out. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. It was great. I had a good time. Do I now sound like Terry Gross a little bit? Do you? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little. Just Now you're kind? I was kind the whole way. I don't know what you Have think. you been holding back? I don't know what you... Do you want to you... call me just a cunt? Just no. do it. No, you haven't been cunty. Well, no, of course not. You've been like you know, erratic, but you know, not cunty. Not, I don't. I wouldn't call this. I wouldn't say you were grounded. 
but <laughs> not plenty. Ah, uh, we should retitle it. Ungrounded. Ungrounded. <laughs> Ungrounded with all affairs. Mark, thank you so much. It was great. I had a good time. Where's the bathroom? Right down there. Okay.